Okay. Three, two, one. I think that worked. <laughs> yeah. It worked. Nice. I couldn't hear it, but yeah, well, I'll, I'll take I'll take your word for it. Good. <laughs> okay. Where are we going in Minecraft? Oh, I was going to say, let's not talk about Minecraft while we're discussing our big brain topics. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 where where are we going though before we we actually uh before we actually start where where, where are we going I, I don't know where we're going i'm sorry i'm just i'm just i'm lost I'm, I'm as lost as uh any of the rest of us are i'm as lost as a sailor trying to find a random island in a, in a map with no dots you know you ever, you ever just think about how we're just drifting through the void and we have no star map but we're going somewhere you ever think about that I do. It's fun, you know, just... Welcome, everybody. The total existential dread. <laughs> Welcome to Magic Guy. We're talking about, like, nothing and something at the same time. Which means that everything exists, and therefore, at the same time, nothing exists. As long as you has your, you has your eyes open. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, um, I guess the question that uh, arises first is, why are we here? <laughs> What it? What is the purpose of us being here? You know, I could be just uh, to suffer. I think I could be sleeping breathe, right now. Breed and die. Isn't that the meaning no. of life? Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a good start, huh? The real question is, what's the theme song, guy? Is it the theme song? <laughs> um. Well, I mean, for life and for this podcast, I have an answer. But if anybody wants to go first. I have a suggestion. Um, the theme song to mm-hmm. uh, Evangelion. Mm. Since we're talking about dreadful things. Mm-hmm. Terrifying things. Okay, Absolutely terrible things, you know? Is the theme song particularly bad? And why? It's not bad. It's pretty iconic. <laughs> we're talking about existential <laughs> It's not bad enough for this. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Disqualified. <laughs> okay so so you know most podcasts you know or like uh or like things like they they have talented people who watch what they do you know no no what what popular ones you know like 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 uh like people will have like like fans right That's fans bullshit. what is this concept what and kind of, and what kind of and, person and have fans? when they have but anyway, anyway, when they do, you know, they have talented people who make stuff for them, right? Yeah, yeah, like like everybody who makes fan art for them, and all. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. How about we just get one of those people, a person who's who's like talented, actually, to to enjoy whatever we're doing, as hard as that may be. That's gonna be a sell. Oof. Yeah, yeah, we'll get like we'll get like Elton John to like our podcast, <laughs> then he can write a theme song for us. <laughs> hey, Elton, listen. Um, I know you're rather busy out there, or maybe you're not. I don't know you very well, or or at all, really. But uh, listen, if you could take a little bit of time out of your day, I know that you have plenty of time, um, to just listen to what we have to say and to really absorb our words, our our wisdom, put it in your heart, and just swill it around a little ways. I'm sure you can find it within yourself to just belt out like I don't know two seconds. We'll just put it at the beginning, and then we'll be done with it. What do you think, Elton? <laughs> Are you willing to take me up on this offer? 
This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You know what? Ten years, you could be looking down the line, we could have made it big, and you wouldn't have done anything for us. Yeah. And uh, you'd just be left out in the cold. I'm sorry. We do need at least three notes, though. Yeah. Just at least three, three notes. Like, low note, high note, less high note. And then, the, yeah, the third one, the third one's up to you as an artist, you know? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, like, who should we get? Like, I, I know Elton John is, is a meme, kind of, but we need, we need, like, somebody to make it. Oh, like, I know. who would be the best person? Randy Newman. Okay, Kim? Randy Newman. Hmm. I mean, hmm. We could just steal You've Got a Friend in Me, Thrice. and we'll just make a parody. Thrice. Or sing it. Yeah. <laughs> Terribly. They just do deadbolts, and it's like <laughs> instead of uh instead of driving to um your adulteress's um house, it's about um uh making a podcast with your friends. <laughs> is that yeah, what yeah, that yeah, song yeah, is exactly. about? Hmm? Is that what that song is about? An adulteress. What deadbolts is about? It's a really sad song. It sounds like my kind of jam. It's a good song though. Um, I think regret is a solid way to go with our with our theme song <laughs> well speaking of regret and various emotions along those lines um i have what could possibly be the ultimate suggestion for our theme song uh hurt hey. the cover Ooh. by johnny cash mm, because okay. it really it conveys either what people are thinking while listening or what we are thinking while making the podcast hear me out People listening, they'll be like, okay, I sat down and I'm listening and my life is in deep turmoil right now. And so I need, I need these people to, to proselytize for me. And so what these people are thinking is, what have I become, you know, and, yeah. uh, us, we're sitting down here. We have nothing much to do. And we're just looking at these, these little blue bars on the screen that are, that are showing our, our, our are sound waves and we're thinking what have we become you know and and it, the song it, it really just conveys that feeling of a uh, listless listlessness and hopeful hopelessness oh my, my god uh anyways my vote is for hurt hurt's a solid one that is pretty but solid. can we get can we get nine inch nails Why don't to we? cover yeah. johnny cash's hurt <laughs> yeah i think i think that's the the optimal version of mm -hmm. what our intro should be yeah, I feel like if we could get somebody to cover Hurt and then get that person to cover that cover of Hurt, I think we're on we're on to something. The real question is what part of Hurt? What part? Because we can, we can. It's just the Empire of Dirt part. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. It see it. If you ever played, you ever played Minecraft? Do you remember when you were a child? and wow. you opened up your first minecraft and you played mm -hmm. and you you thought wow this is a game about building community and then mm -hmm. the sun starts to set and you're like oh dear i guess i haven't actually done anything with my time all i have is an empire of dirt exactly. and then you you break out into song i i understand exactly, exactly what exactly. you're talking about it could also be you know, it could be an allegory for the fall of great empires, uh, you know, Rome. That's it, really. <laughs> Just Rome. The only Rome, great empire. Uh... <laughs> Rome. Um, 
Not Rome. And Rome. The fucking Rome, Byzantines? It, Who gives Italy. A shit? I love the Byzantines. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they were Greeks. They weren't Romans. Shut up. Boomer fight. <laughs> now, what? What? You, you're, so we're thinking genre, right? Yeah. And I feel like we're we're kind of we're kind of going a lot into the rock category, but we're we're missing out a few few major genres here. Um, um, anime. That we're music. not we're not considering. Yeah, um, we wanted a orchestral um, choir. I don't I don't know what that means, but um, it'll get all like NPR willing to uh, host our podcast. I think that Gregorian chanting will really fit with the the vibe of Ooh. our. Uh, mm. Of our podcast, just because I mean, we're 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 basically unleashing something unseen, and you know, in 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 movies where they are, um, it, there's there's always something sinister, and then there's Gregorian chanting behind it or something like that. Yeah, I feel like that could go very very well with what we're what we're trying to pull off here. In in the uh, we're we're really we're young people trying to to cause an upset in the media world. They should really be behind us on this. <laughs> If they had just listened to us once. And yet I see no support. No support at all. We are, as of nine minutes ago, well established. Alright? We... we. Why will anybody support us? We are the future, alright? Mm. We um, are the world. We are the children. I mean... The children of what? Yeah. Like, like, if you could get anyone, right? To write your 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 theme song. Like who would it be? Like like they had to they they were at a custom one, right? Hmm. Would it be would it be Johnny Cash? Well, I mean, sorry, Johnny Cash is not alive anymore, but would it have been Johnny Cash? If you're familiar with Red Vox, I think they're pretty good. So um, I I might if, if it were present day, I might go, hey, listen, I've watched one of your members Twitch streams <laughs> a few times. <laughs> So I'm basically your best friend. So just as a favor between friends, I I wouldn't mind if you just make me just like one little tiny intro track, just for whenever I enter anywhere, I can just come in and just play it, you know. Or I can I can ask an establishment to play it over their speaker system. You know how like on on like uh, subreddits of like like or like fan pages, you know, people will put down their own content and they'll be like, I made this of you, love me. We should do the same, but instead of doing that, uh, just ask them to make something for us. Of of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you like, if you like kazoo's, yeah. I don't mind kazoo. I'm sure there are wonderful I mean, things that you can do with a kazoo. Kazoo's are kind of ideal. I Explain. Think... I th- they're the platonic ideal of an instrument. <laughs> but can't argue with that. Listen, I literally can't argue with that. I I you, genuinely you can. do not care. Like, like, think of an instrument right now, okay? Yeah, I it was a, a kazoo. A fl- Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> Get out of my head! Get out of my head! I <laughs> wonder what instrument I have. I have a recorder from like the third grade. Do you you still have a recorder from third grade? I'm pretty sure. I'm. It's in my car. You kept it this entire time. I. It's more like I wow. found it. Where? In my car. <laughs> In your car, is it just been? Is it just been like sitting <laughs> just there? Keep... <laughs> so it was just like under, like a a seat. You know, Actually, you were you were 
or like under your carpet you were tearing up your old carpet because i don't know you just spilled blood on it i don't know just well how you know anything that would that would force you to rip up your carpet and you, you just you tear it up weapon. and there's ah oh, there's a recorder under there you know just you just pick it up under where like, oh, i think i think i'll keep this hmm and then and then and then you become a, a recorder prodigy and then uh, one day somebody comes up to you and they're like hey where'd you find that recorder and you're like ah it's an interesting story you see and uh under underwear okay so it, it was a it was an underwear joke yeah i know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah okay so you know how most cars have that little pocket behind like the driver and passenger seat Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the pocket you put the uh, Nintendo DS in. Yep. yep. It had a recorder yep. in it, along with an umbrella. Oh, wait, but but there's supposed to be a Nintendo DS in there. Yeah. There used to be. It's in the warranty. But someone stole my DS, kind of unintentionally. Oh my gosh! Really? How? Uh, he forgot. I think. That's terrible. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not, I'm, I'm not happy. I'm sorry, about Cam. It, but... Speaking of a uh, Nintendo DS. Did mm. any of you ever attempt to play the Avatar The Last Airbender DS game? Not the DS. No. Except the, the Wii one, I got to, like, the third yeah. level. So we had... Yeah, okay, so we had the Wii one. My family had the Wii uh, version of that. Um, but I I had the, um, the DS version of that game. Mm-hmm. And... I was trying to get through it and I couldn't figure out the controls and so I quit. And I I was looking for that game recently in in my collection and I couldn't find it. I either put it down somewhere and then it was like brushed into an air vent or something like that or I just threw it away because I hated it. I doubt it was the last one. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was the last one. Hmm. Does anybody else have any good. wacky gaming experiences yeah. like that? <laughs> you have some deep-seated issues with Avatar. No, I, no, I, I, I uh, actually mm. really like the show. Like the oh, controversial no, opinion. That's that's why you have problems because you love wow. it so much. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's like it's like Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and um, well, never mind. Let's save that one. <laughs> Let's save that one for later because we can dig into that. <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> wink, wink. Nod, nod. <laughs> yeah, I um, I had like a whole like uh, like bag of like just DS games that we had taken out of their cases, and then that way we could like flip them out really easily and like change what game we were playing while we were on like long road trips, and I lost the bag. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Oh no. <laughs> With like twenty different DS games on it. Jesus Christ, that is unf- a good portion of my childhood is missing. That is unfortunate. You know, I I um I found all my games pretty recently, and um I've been going through Super Mario sixty four DS. That's it's that's a good one. But that, that reminds a good me, one. I have not erased my original Diamond and Pearl save file good. from oh. like two thousand eight. I mean, that's a that's an achievement. I have a wacky uh, story about um, uh, Pokemon Platinum. Go ahead. I uh, I went to my friend's house, and he had an action replay. He's like, hey, you want to use your action replay? Oh, it wasn't about that. Okay, so I, I had transferred my Empoleon from from Platinum to Heart Gold, okay? And I, I was playing Heart Gold, and then he gave me the action replay, and I, I put my 
put my game in. I, I messed around. And my save file was corrupted. Um, and so I cried. Oh, gosh. I was no. really sad. And then I realized after that, I'm like, uh, it's okay. And I think I settled on the fact that Pokemon Black, I think, Black and White was coming out in like a few weeks. And I knew that like uh, I didn't have anything else to play. So I might as well just start a new Heart Gold game until Black came out. That was a really traumatic time in my childhood. Playing, <laughs> Playing another Heart Gold campaign. Empoleon was my friend since Pokemon Platinum. And now he is gone. <laughs> I lost him. I lost him. He was he's long forgotten. Goodbye, Empoleon, my good friend. He's gone, du- reduced to ashes. Not even ashes. He's just gone. Yeah, that, that's my um, my sad experience. Yeah. I hold it forever against action replay. Okay, if action replay ever ever shows up, they better watch their backs. I loved action replay so much. Do you, do you you stand by that statement? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, they better watch their backs because I'm gonna put a little. I'm gonna put a sticky note on the back of their their uh, backs. You know, that says "kick me," you and they're gonna be sorry. I think that's incitement. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. No, no. I'm gonna sign it under it saying "action replay." Like if they wrote it themselves, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're gonna sign. I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that'll fly. That'll, that'll absolutely fly. I, I don't know. Um. I know of no possible scenario where that can go go wrong in any way, especially if uh, John Action Replay is kicked and uh, then the forensics get on it and they're like, "Hmm, this handwriting does not match John um, John Action Replay's handwriting. Hmm, whose could it be?" And then, oh, it's the old note defense. And then they find your prodigious body of written work and they're like, "Hmm, I guess we've solved the case." I'm like Sherlock Holmes did it again, <laughs> and if it wasn't for you lawyers, okay. Urgh. My mental image of you Drake saying all that was Sherlock Holmes standing over the body of an actual action replay, <laughs> like you like, know, like like an action like with replay chalk- with uh, with arms and legs, but they're all like twisted and broken, and it's all sad. You know, there's like no, a... just an action replay with some chalk drawn around it. And everyone's oh taking God. pictures. Oh no! The, the, the chalk is in the shape of like a human. <laughs> There's just like an action replay just sitting in the middle of it. It's like all... That's all that's left of John action replay. The sticky note is bigger than the action replay. <laughs> Gosh, John action. Man, uh, did I ever tell you guys about uh, the time that I asked my friend for a level 100 Pokemon? And uh, oh, it was Gen 4. I don't remember which game it mm. was, but I was really, really, I was really fascinated with the idea of level 100s. So I went up to my friend, who's a bit older, and I was like, "Hey, uh, listen, do you have a do you have a level 100? Because I knew that he was really good. Uh, either he was really good, or he was, uh, let's just say, enhancing his uh, his roster. But I went up to him. And I was like, "Hey, uh, you, I, I know you probably have some level 100s. Uh, can I, uh, can I trade my really good Pokemon for this level 100? It, it was like a, um, it was like a Lugia, so it must have been, it must have been a Heart Gold Soul Silver then. And he was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll take, I'll take your Lugia, uh, and I'll give you a level 100." Note that I never, um, I never actually like asked for any specific Pokemon. I just said level 100 because I assumed at the time that any level 100 would be head and shoulders above any other Pokemon out there. Um, 
And so I eagerly await the trade. I'm sitting there. Uh, this is the time when uh, we had to be in the same room to trade. Um, and even then it was rather tenuous because uh, Nintendo Online is shit or was shit at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's still bad. Unfortunately, it's, I can't figure that out because my Switch is elsewhere. Not, um, it's not great, but... So the Pokemon comes in and I'm like, oh my god. It's a level 100, and I check it's a Magikarp. He put it in the daycare so that it would go up to level 100. Oh, no. And then he traded it to me. It was garbage, and, and he had my what Lugia. What a troll. You should have wow. punched him. The fucker had my Lugia. No, I'm not going to punch him. He's older than me. I was in hey, like middle school you... or like elementary school. I'm, I, was he in high school or something? There is absolutely Cause... no way. Dude. I am not the kind of person who would just, like, Dude. at that time, would just punch somebody, you know? Dude, I, I might get I very, very angry, and I probably, I think I did get very, very angry because I got scammed. I got sophisted out of a out of a Lugia, then I Dude, immediately just put that thing you, in the box. I've been attacked by packs of middle schoolers before, and they are they are fast, man. They are deadly. So they they're <laughs> do you do you fight so middle schoolers not often? on purpose? It was just like. I'm, <laughs> I was babysitting middle schoolers, of course. <laughs> I was yeah, babysitting yeah, yeah, yeah. them, and then all of a sudden they were like, "Oh, let's beat them up and like have to fight them off." It was a random encounter, guys. I swear. <laughs> it was. They're vicious. And then again, I played, I think like football or soccer against them. What? No, it's like, what is it? Touch football or something? Flag football. While I was on track in high school. Uh, flag football is where you like take the thing off them. Yeah. To see that uh my you know my high school track team fought with the middle school one dude middle schoolers have too much energy like they can run yeah. for like they they can sprint for like two miles and be totally fine like these kids i mean the ones on track i would assume yeah no it's just mind-boggling like all of us here like all of us there were like spending so much time trying to cut off like a second just tiring ourselves out and then these kids are just like fucking keep going it's like stop well we lost and so you just had to punch them i just had to i did not punch them i understand i understand you just had to (laughs) (laughs) just ask you had to fight them i understand you don't have to you don't have to defend yourself yeah you know we, we came at you completely innocently all right like we are presuming that you you are not a one who does a wrong yeah you feel it was all justified you we're know we're like socrates no. we're just asking a question all right oh god you know okay for the record i do not beat up middle schoolers <laughs> are, really what really man i'll take i'll okay i'll 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 sign my name under the record oh that's weird i didn't sign my own name i signed john action replay <laughs> under it that was really weird john john action replay strikes again john 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 hey action replay uh let us know if you want a sponsorship yeah we'd be very very happy i'll um i'll i'll agree to put your name on the podcast for free for three days yeah john for three days. And if think you're really it. nice, it might be a week, alright? Think about it. Think about it. David Blaine, think about it.
Think about it. Magic Guys, the official action replay podcast. Speaking of Magic Guys, we should really get David Blaine to guest on Sword episode 100. <laughs> no, we need to get his guys think? to write our theme song. Okay, okay. If we don't get David Blaine to guest episode 100, I will will cry twice. David Blaine, um, when we do it, we should record our, uh, our Discord apparatus. Uh... But David Blaine should be the only one on facecam, so he could do the uh, he could do the thing he always does when he uh, when he one ups people with his sleight of hand. He does a little bit of jazz hands. Yeah, he looks at the camera. That's all we need him for is to look and at the jazzes camera. his hands. I didn't like that. <laughs> Together, so, I'm gonna be honest. I did not like that intonation. That was not um. I'm gonna be honest. One time, <laughs> yeah, whatever. One time, I participated in some homebrew uh, MK Ultra. Get. Like an inst- like a an MK According Ultra to Wikipedia, experience. jazz hands involves uh, looking at a camera like David Blaine, rubbing your hands together furiously until a layer of skin and dirt forms into rolls on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. That was oddly specific from Wikipedia. Good. I do not enjoy that. <laughs> I like it. That's um. I'm just going to go to a random page on Wikipedia. Estadio Aristocles Castillo is a football stadium in Veraguas, Panama, which hosts Liga Profesional de Football team. Did you know that? Oh, they play football over there? Yeah, they play uh, they play football. They uh, uh did the uh, did the Patriots make um like win a game over there? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. They came they they <laughs> they came on the field and they were um they're all they're all drunk as shit, mind you, right? So they go on the fields, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And uh, everybody in the stadium's like, "Oh my God, who are these people? These 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 uncouth ruffians coming onto our sacred field, drunk as shit." And uh, you know the Patriots show up, and the other team, I don't I don't know, I forgot what the other team's name is. Uh, they just show up on the on the field, and they're like, "How are we gonna fight these guys?" Um, and uh, long story short, um, I made this up. Yeah, I what? I, yeah, I, I, I made figured. this up. This was a this is a bullshit anecdote. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no, no I know, no, I know no, that no, you. No, um, no. I know that you trusted. Are me. you? Are you? Are you serious right now? No, I'm not. I'm. That was. I was lying about that too. I, I was joking. Oh, about that. okay. <laughs> I was gonna say that would that would have been that would have been really that would. You see, we strive for integrity on this podcast. Do you ever watch Iron Chef? Uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Iron Chef is like they have a time limit, and they have to make the best thing they can make in the time limit. Right. Man, that show was interesting. I remember there was a, a point where uh, we were watching, my family and I were watching all through it. We're getting way off topic, but was there really one to begin with? Um, no. no, never. I like um, how weird some of the choices got. Just like and the, the like, common... mystery ingredient? Yeah, the, the ingredient, like the weird mystery ingredients and shit like that. Like, I kind of, I want that back. I want um yeah. I want more of that, you know. Even even uh, in a non-show context, like you go to a restaurant. Imagine this. Imagine this. You're mm-hmm. in a restaurant. You enter the restaurant. People are sitting down together. You sit down. The man comes up to you. It could be a man. We'll just say it's a man. The man yeah, comes yeah. up to you, and he says, "Welcome to our restaurant. What would you like to to uh, to order, uh, Chris?" And um, you say, oh, I'd like to order the, uh, I don't know, the scart steak. And he says, I'm coming right up, sir. And he goes and uh, he comes back um, and he has a tray, a covered tray. And you're thinking, oh, is this my skirt steak? Damn, it's done real fucking quick. 
And he goes, would you like to see our mystery ingredient? And you go, mystery ingredient? What do you mean? And he opens it, and there's the mystery ingredient. Your mind is blown. You give that <laughs> restaurant a five out of five on, I don't know, Yelp or whatever you on people flavor. Use. And then afterwards, you leave, and your mind has been blown. You have to understand this is a revolutionary idea. What do, what do you think about if you went to a restaurant and they had to incorporate the secret ingredient for, for whatever you order? You order your skirt steak, and they're like... But the mystery ingredient is mayonnaise. Uh, tuna. <laughs> oh, dear. and you're like, well, wait, I I ordered a steak, and it's like, yeah, yeah, but um, uh, but it's topped with tuna. um raw tuna. It's yeah, with tuna. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're just like, but that's not what I um mystery ingredient. God, that's you should get this. Okay, okay, get That those. sounds, um... But every I would day, go to that... every day, they have a different mystery mm-hmm. ingredient. Yeah. yeah. But they have to roll on this big spin wheel, and nobody knows, not even the chefs, until... At the beginning of the day. Yeah. The only thing is, you wouldn't have enough of it ready, so you had to, you have to spin it the day before, and nobody knows except for the person who's, like, spinning it, right? Mm-hmm. And then they show up to work, and they, they show up with the Iron Chef mega, like... Uh, display yeah and then they open it up and then they have to show it there was one episode of iron chef i watched where they uh their special ingredient was truffles huh and oh my gosh i've never seen so much money spent on food it's like truffles are insanely expensive already and it had to be incorporated and be a major portion of every dish a major that day. portion of every dish. Jesus Christ. I mean, well, not like not like a major portion, but it had to be like it had to be like a a major like feature at least. Like right? you could tell there were truffles in this. Yeah, it had to be like part of the flavor of everything you ate. Wow, that's that's kind of crazy. It almost made me sick seeing like that much uh, truffle. I don't know if I could even eat that much truffle. It's crazy. I don't know. You you might be able to. I'll be honest. It's just so strong, you I've know. Never had truffle. It it tastes like I don't know, really expensive. Not not really worth it. I don't I don't think for uh, for what it is. But you know, all right. Mm. They send they send pigs into the woods to find truffles. Yeah, that's the the thing that kind of gets me every time is like they they've they have specially trained animals to find just this this small fungus or whatever that grows underground. You know. Like it's 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 strange the specialization that you get with getting certain foods and like everything that goes into it, like uh, even outside of um, like the supply chain and stuff like that, mm. and uh, what goes into growing it. There's like sometimes you have to find shit. It's just it's. I haven't actually looked into like where, like how long that's been going on for, but it, it seems like something that would, that would a take bit. a long time to establish as a tradition. Or honestly, it might have just been like how in the wild people are hunting pigs and then they realize the pigs are hunting for something themselves. Because, you know, like when you hunt creatures, you gotta like be patient, watch them and stuff. Yeah. Could have just been like a discovery. And then people started hunting pigs. Somebody's watching the Discovery Channel? Exactly. And then they they realize they have pigs pigs like small tr- truffle mm good 
and then they they go and they dig up a truffle and they're like mmm truffle good too I like truffle as well what if use pig to get truffle oh my god yeah yeah skill skill you know exactly (laughs) skill skill Honestly, like, if you think about it, you gotta stop the pig from eating the truffle. Because, like, like, it'll start digging. Because, you know, sometimes Maybe. it has to dig into. Oh. So, I wonder how many people have to rip truffles True. out of pig's mouths before they can give it to us. I, I assume it's like they start digging, you know? And then you stop them and you say, hey, stop digging. It's my time to shine. Right. So the guy, the guy puts the shovel in, and he he finds that um, that somebody has <laughs> the truffle fairy has buried um, a truffle nearby his lands, and he squeals with excitement, like a pig. The day has finally come. The irony of it all. Yeah, <laughs> man has become the pig. <laughs> Enter the pig. Enter the pig. <laughs> you know, like like uh, Enter the Dragon or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the this is a pitch for my new TV show, Enter the Pig. It's like Fear Factor, <laughs> but all the events take place inside of the pig. God. Wow, that's um. That could work. This topic has gone for a uh, gone for a spin, hasn't it? Could we get Joe Rogan to write our our theme song? Uh, no, can, can we get him to write our our script? I wouldn't mind. You know, could could Joe Rogan write a script? <laughs> I don't think so. Can Joe Rogan write? Yes, I know that much, or he knows <laughs> that much. We ask the real questions here. <laughs> can can he? can x person write today i'm gonna be if you guys had a ted talk what would you talk about Hmm. how scientific does it have to be like do we gotta do do we gotta check our facts Uh, ted talks don't have to be scientific yeah you know they're not they're not really scientific with their ted talks there's there's a guy i literally listened to his ted talk and all he talked about was how um uh, he had trouble going to sleep some nights and he's a professional drummer and what he would do is he would pretend to drum on his lap in a specific pattern and that would help him go to bed you know the really the really easy one is uh talking about the future you know what you think is going to happen and say uh what year is it uh 57 years uh or like right like that's those are the type of talks that that inspire a generation yeah they're the type of that's talks where, that's that, where, that when <laughs> you listen to them it really makes you want to pat yourself on the back you know, Ted would be Ted would be proud. John Ted would be absolutely <laughs> proud. He would be crying and shaking right now. Poor John. His brother John Action Replay <laughs> ruined <God> his life. <laughs> <laughs> I would just spend the entire time ranting about how um, Pokemon doesn't have good endgame content. It doesn't, honestly. So maybe would you say that Heart Gold Soul so First off, I don't remember Heart Gold Soul Silver endgame content, to be honest. Well, my I will question is the little that you remember of it, I believe when you beat the Elite Four in Johto, um, mm-hmm. you get to go to Kanto and 
defeat the uh, oh, the gym leaders yeah. there. So would you say that that is an end game, or would you say that defeating the gym leaders there is the end game, and then after that, there's nothing to do? Where would you draw the line? I I don't know where I would draw the line, but that was really fun. Because, I'll say that. Um, I I like I like Hard Gold and Soul Silver for that very reason of just being able to go to multiple regions and stuff. I know people who hate it for that exact reason though. Why? That's because awesome. they're 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 big old dummies. Well, well, they say because they say because the the rest of the game feels shorter. It feels shorter to make up for the fact that there are two regions. Which not is like, really I, though. Because, not really though. Because it feels like a full game. But yeah, when I played Soul Silver, granted, I did not play actual Gold and Silver because I didn't have uh, a Game Boy as a child. Especially um, an old one. Yeah, especially an old well, one. You, I um I remember. But it was a Game Boy Color though. I remember I had a friend. Um, I still have him as a friend technically, but he's like in California, and uh, therefore we don't talk. Um, <laughs> therefore, he's so, not my friend. Uh, Californians. I I figured out that he had a Game Boy, and I I was like really into. Uh, I wasn't into like playing retro games. I was into the concept of retro games. If if you follow me, mm-hmm. it's like one of those weird things that you get really interested in when you're younger. Not because really. at the time I was um I was going to follow my dad and become like a computer programmer, which uh I, I feel like I would have been somewhat miserable um doing that. No offense. But um I saw <laughs> that my friend had a Game Boy and I was like, Holy crap, can I play it? Can I play it a little bit? And I was like I was like uh I was kinda like beseeching him. I was like, Hey, uh so that Game Boy, can you can you let me play it? And he's like, No, no, and then finally he's like, alright, fine, I'll let you play it. And so I play it in the backseat of his, his car as we're driving home. And uh, I'm like, I don't know, 9 or 10 at the time. So I'm I'm probably old enough to... To own one? Yeah, but I didn't. I had a DS though. But I suffered for lack of a light because there wasn't a light in the screen. <laughs> and oh so yeah, I it, was just, it wasn't backlit. I was just asking him, like, uh, I pressed the power button and then he was telling me what to what buttons to press. Yeah, that was a, that was an interesting time. That was like a weird um, kind of in between time, where like yeah, I, I was I was beginning to understand how the world worked, and uh, I don't know if it worked out. You know, I don't know if it actually served its intended purpose. The world. Uh, I'll let you interpret. Okay, I got to play the original Gold because my uh, Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Advance can play Game Boy Color, so I got to play it. That was a fun time. And even then it was good. And then when Heart Gold and Soul Silver came out, I was like, I had already played Gold. I was like, man, I I really want to play a new one of this with like like all the Pokemon that had come up to that point. And I I thought it was just the greatest game. And I, I, I still think it's probably the best Pokemon game. I, I agree. Um which one? Sorry. Heart. Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Really? You know I yeah. was going to get yeah. that put after black and white, I think it was like black and white and X and Y kind of kind of broke the illusion of Pokemon for me. You didn't like black I think and it white. Came out. Never played it. It's like I don't need to play this anymore. I think that what? you should play it because I quite enjoyed it. Despite so, there's a common criticism which I, I I vaguely agree with, which is that like it was around that time when they began to run out of uh solid ideas for pokemon i can see an argument against that because there are a lot of very very strange pokemon designs that came out around that time but that doesn't necessarily represent a lack of creativity but the thing that i i i don't know i think i think black and white are very solid games and i kind of they like, probably win the better stories too yeah you know cyrus is all well and good as a villain for pokemon uh diamond pearl and uh who was the villain in heart gold soul silver i forgot 
Those seem rocket still. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're classics. All of them are classics, despite the fact that I uh, can't remember Team Rocket in Heart Cold Soul Silver. Um, but uh, Getsis is fucking creepy as hell in uh, black and white. And N is kind of like a neat little uh, tragic character who is just trying to do what is right, you know? I just I just love the the fact that PETA is the bad guys <laughs> for, um, yeah. for, for black and white. It's just... Yeah. The most hilarious thing I can think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I kind of, like, picked up on that when I first played it. I was like, these guys, like, because I wasn't aware of PETA, but I was uh, aware of, like, animal rights for some reason. I was like, hey, uh, these guys, you know, there's something really different about these than uh, Team Galactic. I can't quite figure out what's going on. Like, there's something very different about these people. And then later... They actually kind of have a point in the game. Yeah, yeah. Whereas... Unlike Team Rocket, who's like... <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I do love my... Uh my goofy bad guys but they're they're kind of like we're bad because we like being bad yeah yeah it's like um i mean i feel like would you say that we're seeing the entirety of team rocket in uh heart gold soul silver and the games that came before like like the the side of them that we see in the games do you think that that is the only thing that they do or Sell like do Pokemon? you think that that's um so like, like well it depends market. right like it depends if you Wait, what were you saying? Black market? So, isn't that what Team Rocket's main goal was? To steal Pokemon and, like, sell them? Yeah. Well, that, in the show, that was most mostly what it was. Um, there was more of, like, an idea about, like, taking over the world. Oh. I remember that was a major part in, like, the the, the games and stuff. But it depends on, like, what you're reading. It's like, uh, the manga had, like, another Team Rocket that was much better written. Yeah. And a lot darker. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll say. Of course uh there may or may not have been a scene in which an arbok is literally cut in half yep. um what? stuff like that yeah that's a pokemon uh it's a lot darker in that kind of this stuff is a yep, there's also a uh a scene where i believe uh there's a pokemon that gets frozen and shattered pretty neat, oh yeah pretty wow. neato you know so gary your rival in fire red his radicate is gone at a certain point and so people think that his radicate died um and so there's a whole bunch of theories about how you killed his radicate in the battle or something like that um but i think in the manga they make it so like team rocket kills radicate and it's really dark and depressing you know? and it would have been it's like better story-wise if good uh, main character kill killed eradicate like accidentally kind of furthers furthers the animosity maybe i don't know i think gary was already well written anyway so he was kind of i think that if if the main character were to kill uh gary's radicate then if gary is a rival and we're distinguishing rival from just enemy then i think that we're kind of destroying the rival dynamic and introducing an enemy dynamic which i don't know if i agree with and therefore i think that like in most cases it's probably better I think that the Team Rocket strategy is better because then you have a, you know, you as the protagonist and Gary as the person who had their radicate murked by Team Rocket have a, a, a common animosity towards the the evil team, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, that still sticks with kind of like the core conflict of most of the games that I've played in that series. Mm-hmm. That there is an evil team and you and your rival while you are rivals are not enemies, you know? Of course, I think it went a little too far in like the newer ones, where all your rivals are actually just your friends. Is that right? You have no, yeah. In there's like no competition basically between you two. It's all like super friendly, and you're just like you battle for fun and stuff. 
where I felt like Gary was like enough of a of like a challenger or like it felt like somebody you you might not like personally, but they were still your rival. It, it was weird. I'm trying to remember. So in Generation Five, we have uh, Charon and Bianca. I think that's the that's their names. Your your two rivals. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Like I but... remember one of them I fucking hated, and then the other one I was like, "You're okay." I I think I, I did not like Charon. I think I don't know why I didn't. Actually, I do know why. I'd have to replay the game the game again, but I think it was just because he just seemed kind of insufferable. In Pokemon I Shield, I think my friend had Shield. The rival was kind of neat. Like the rival was was like just your friend, but like, but, but, but like from the beginning of the game, it really did show like like a bond between the two characters. See, I I don't mind that as much, but it, when it when it doesn't have any like you don't have any person that you kind of feel like you're uh you're challenging or something like that it comes across kind of weird yeah I remember- like they kind of did that with um was it with hard gold and soul silver yeah. where like there is a rival that's like kind of like a friend that you you have but there's a like a real rival too who's like um the guy who steals the pokemon at the beginning of the game who's kind of a jerk uh the redhead yeah yeah i was um i feel like i i have this memory of every single time i would enter a new town um i was kind of dreading uh trying to leave town and then him jumping out at me like <laughs> every the first town you leave every single town right like because i feel yeah it wasn't it was like one of the first towns when you when you encounter this guy and then mm-hmm. you're just kind of oh fuck there's a, there's a battle oh no i'm kind of i i don't like this guy very much oh no and then every single town after that i was like okay there's like a one in two chance you know and I'm I don't sorry. remember how often it happened. Which game was this again? Heart Gold Soul Silver. Oh, I remember that kind of happening in Fire Red a little bit. Like every two or three towns, the rival would show up, and I had and I had a thing. Yeah, this is a normal staple. Yeah. Oh, I did not like it. You're saying? Like, or well, I liked it, but I dreaded it too because it was like usually I would have just defeated the gym boss and I would be like limping over to to the next town just to like finally have somewhere new to be. Yep. And the rival would show I, uh, up with half my Pokemon already dead. I definitely developed the uh, the the reflex of just going to the Pokemon Center right after, like every every gym battle. Not I. <laughs> yeah, I mean sometimes sometimes you forget. And all. Yeah. This is because you're not a pro Pokemon player like me. Oh, get, sorry. Get wrecked. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, I got wrecked. I got wrecked. I'm oh. I'm better at a children's game than you are. I got destroyed. Oh. There are people who make the argument, they're like, Pokemon is not for children. <laughs> I mean, it's... And and I can see that, but... Yeah, I am... Um, it, it, it's, it is, it's marketed towards kids, but there's a lot to enjoy in it. Um, oh, yeah. I don't think that you can draw a line of saying it is for kids or it isn't for kids in, in certain cases. Like, you can... There are definitely games where you can... Games and other things where you can say, like, this is not for kids. Kids are not going to either like the content is just fucked up or they're like it's gonna go over kids heads pretty much like i would not like a... i would not recommend dune for an elementary school reader um however i would recommend it for anybody uh in eighth grade or beyond because then you begin to understand uh but like pokemon i can about... recommend to anybody for different reasons like i could recommend it to a kid tarantino movies say again tarantino movies uh like a like a uh like a seven-year-old no as a seven-year-old i watched a few of them 
Why? No. Cam, no. Pulp Fiction was I my first Kill movie. Bill. Kill Bill's like my favorite movie. Were you old? Like, how old were you? I don't know. Like, For both of you. Seven or eight, maybe? <laughs> I think... Jeez. I think Pulp Fiction, I accidentally walked into the room. And, um... Oh, man. There's a lot of stories of me accidentally walking into the room while my dad's watching movies. So, um, I don't remember... The first one about Pulp Fiction, uh, my dad told me, because I didn't know that. Um, I didn't, I, I think I asked him one day, like, what was the first movie I watched? And he was like, Pulp Fiction. I was like, really? No shit. And he's like, oh, well, let me explain. So I was watching Pulp Fiction, and then you walked into the room, and uh, uh, you watched a little bit, and then you left. And I was like, man, I don't for the life of me remember that. But the one I do remember <laughs> is Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I walked in right at the end. <laughs> It's going to mess a kid up. Um, And then again, I walked in on Dad watching an Indiana Jones movie, and it was Last Crusade at the very end. And so for 10-ish years after that, because I was really, really young when I saw that, I was paranoid about movies because I was concerned that they were going to throw in a quote-unquote face-melting scene. <laughs> to off, to trick me, not me personally, but like they would, they would just throw it in because from my experience, directors loved to do that. You know, <laughs> turns out it was only one director. <laughs> turns out uh, Steven Spielberg really, really loves body horror. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, that's Steven Spielberg! What a goofball! But like, um, and so because of that. I um I was afraid of things like at the end of and I I can understand it's it's a bit unnerving but at the end of the first Harry Potter movie there's like uh, that kind of messed me there's up a too. bit where Harry Potter just like ashes a guy like he uh mm-hmm. he like puts his hand on the guy's face and the dude's he, face just crumbles he disintegrates yeah he disintegrates him that's the word I was looking oh, for um I thought you were gonna talk about how Voldemort's face is on the back of that guy's oh head oh god I too. hated that too. <laughs> <laughs> i hated that too that was so bad what's what's with like children's movies and like weird body horror i know i know <laughs> it's so why why did they do this spy kids no <laughs> <laughs> holy crap minion i still have a picture of the director of spy kids on my computer somewhere <laughs> whip it out we need to see it again it's just him and norman Reedus hanging out god sorry nothing sorry Kim. nothing 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 Uh, nothing really anyways kids directors really gotta you know get it together please please god it was was only like i don't know i'm trying to think of any other major movies that have like some really creepy stuff like that i don't think there are that many it's just some of the more prominent ones yeah have you ever seen mystery men i was talking about it to you i have not you mentioned it the one with ben stiller yep uh it's got ben stiller it's got it's got uh, Willie, William H. Macy. That's the guy. That's the guy. Mm. He was um, he was tangentially implicated in the uh, college admission scandal a while back. And oh, he yeah, plays yeah. Um, a superhero called the Shoveler in Mystery Men. And he is the best character in that movie. I will fight anybody who says otherwise. I know you guys haven't seen that movie, I don't think. Anyways, there's a bit in it that I wasn't expecting because uh, I... Uh, I, my family and I watched that movie when I was a kid and I was really enjoying this wacky movie about superheroes and a lot of things were flying over my head 
because that movie was probably not made for kids. And so there's this bit where the uh, kind of like the popular superhero uh, is was kidnapped by like the villain who just got out of an, an insane asylum. And uh, the superhero was strapped into a like some sort of device. Like, I don't know what the fuck it was supposed to do. But our, our gang of misfit quote-unquote superheroes runs across him and they attempt to disable the device that this dude is strapped into and then the device goes off and the dude literally just gets warped into like a i don't know expressionist art i don't know like some weird twisted sculpture and i remember just like curling up and crying <laughs> like when i saw that um you'd have to watch the movie to really understand what the hell i was going through at that time i uh i remember when i was a little kid i um i saw spider-man with toby Maguire oh, yeah. with my with my with my parents and i remember uh i was watching it um and i can't remember how far i got into it um but i apparently i just like broke down and started crying i was really freaked out about something and my parents like stopped the movie i was really excited to see it but apparently it was the scene where uh toby Maguire he starts getting those little hairs on the inside of his hands oh. he's like turning into a spider oh, and it God. just freaked me out so much as a kid that like I don't even remember the scene. I just remember hearing opera music. <laughs> so something something really messed up. Oh my god. Um, yeah. There's a movie I haven't watched in a while, and I don't know if it's for the best or for the worst that I haven't watched it in a while. Did you guys ever see um, Bridge to Terabithia? Oh my gosh. Wait. <laughs> I saw that movie, and I was certain it was gonna be some sort of nice family film about no. about like a bunch of I got a bunch really of kids who, who have end. a great imagination and then halfway through the movie this stupid thing happens and i'm like why did they make yeah. this into a disney movie and my parents are like finally a movie in what the kid in which the kid dies and not the parents yeah. <laughs> and i was like what the heck the, so can we can we kind of like talk about that because like this is a 10 year old movie and um spoilers for bridge to terabithia but isn't like the <laughs> the girl in in bridge to terabithia like the one that isn't it isn't she the one that like convinces the the main character to like get out of his shell is that that's, that's yeah kinda what happens. and so. then like they they go on magical adventures and they uh they they trip out and uh they see things that like attack them you know just like some crazy shit like that wacky disney movie shit and then like like lit, yeah like like you said halfway through the movie no warning like this uh <laughs> the the main character's parents come to him and they're like hey listen your friend she was like swinging on a vine and she fucking crashed and died what <laughs> what? what do you mean i remember what and yeah so it's what it's i remember weird. that said though watching that movie with my dad was like when he was a kid when my mom was a kid um up in r- rural ky kids just died like that occasionally like they would drown or they would fall like it was like it wasn't rare Right, which is yeah. really weird because I don't know if you guys have been in a town where kids have died. Uh, well-known kids. Uh, well, yeah. Not not that not that young though. I for me. No, not not young. Um, there's definitely been kids that have died in. Uh, yeah. But in my old hometown, which is a little bit east, and it's decidedly more rural than here. Uh, or at least where I am here, there's a place right by the uh, the Snoqualmie River, and it's like this these big cliffs, and people will jump from them into the water, Ooh. and typically it works out pretty well. Um, although 
people are usually advised not to not to do that without supervision. And I believe that there was a kid who jumped off, and uh, I don't quite know what happened, but he got pretty badly injured and um i only figured it out because like i was looking at uh old newspaper articles and i was like reading this article i was like hmm interesting hmm oh mayor ken beat his wife again fucking hell oh i know that kid's name oh no he fell off a cliff and and got those um so you know just be be careful around cliffs definitely definitely but yeah, I, I, when I was watching Bridge to Terabithia, I thought it was going to be just like Spiderwick Chronicles. <laughs> it was nothing like Spiderwick Chronicles. I, think I got scammed I by Disney. Chronicles. I think I watched that too, but I don't remember anything about it. I, I read the books, and it, they also turned it into a movie. It was about like a bunch of kids, and they, oh, they lived yeah. in a house. And um, there's like a magic eyeglass you could look through and when you look through the eyeglass you can see like all like the uh, the fantasy creatures that are running around and so they had like a this wise fantasy creature who were, who was guiding them and they had to like stop the the evil creepy creatures that also were in the world i think it was a good book series yeah i think i read the book but i don't remember if there was a yeah I saw was there a movie? movie there there was yeah there was a movie yeah um it's up there with Del Toro Quest, I think, for some of like the most solid kids, uh, kids book series. Oh, I yeah, I remember the whole fucking eyeglass thing, like the whole like having to see them through some special means. Yeah. Wait, sorry, what? So to see the monsters, what about they that? have to like, I think it's like either like an eyeglass or like a stone. They have to look through. To actually. See <gasps> oh the yeah, they look through a stone, and I, I think. If the one of the monsters spit in their eyes, they could see, like brownie <laughs> brownie spit, you know. That's nice. Oh my god! I like the. I think I remember that now. Oh my god! That some ancient you know scholar of these creatures decided one day, you know what? I have a bunch of brownie spit. I'm just going to lather it on my eyes. Lather my eyes with it. I think it has to be fresh, but yeah, yeah. It's it's like that type of those kinds of discoveries that you're pretty sure we're an accident like some dudes fighting off brownies or however that works it's been a while since i've read the books okay i don't know if you fight these things like physically i think i think the brownies are the good ones but then there's like some other ones that are just kind of like brownies that that they're the the crazy ones you know the crazy ones the crazies oh wow man um there's this very specific class of films um or like like type of film that I remember watching around the same time in my life, and uh, it's like it's like bridged Terabithia, maybe Spiderwick Chronicles, fucking um, Narnia, the first one, oh, and yeah, yeah. Golden Compass, and there's just a specific aesthetic about them, or something. There's something about them that just kind of maybe it's like this weird kind of like. It's Trans- like neo fantasy. Yeah, like like it's like oh, we've you've been transported into an alternate world, or I I don't I don't remember what exactly was going on with uh, Golden Compass, but it felt kind of like oh, you've been transported into an alternate world, and now you're here, and it's all whimsical. You know it what? was like it's like that kind of film, and I actually I really like that aesthetic uh, or like that the I feeling that it gives off, solid. you know. 
I've always liked the uh, the aesthetic of having like a fantasy world combined with the modern world or some modern world. Yeah. You know the the whole Narnia thing or like Spiderwick Chronicles that just is in a regular American town, modern day, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I thought that was always kind of cool. I have an unpopular opinion about that. I really do not enjoy the whole you know percy jackson where like the world's normal but really there's all these gods and monsters lurking around behind this invisible veil that nobody can see them yeah i am i actually paradoxically i agree with both you and my earlier statement i don't know percy jackson is solid but i i guess that was one of the reasons that i never really got into it super much although i did like harry potter for a time I, I was a big fan of Harry Potter until I realized that, like, when I talked to people who liked Harry Potter, they uh, they would mention something. Like, they'd be like, well, do you remember Alphys? And I'd be like, who, what, who's Alphys? And they're like, you know, Harry's great-grandfather <laughs> from, from the Second World War. And I'd be like, what in the world, what book did you read? <laughs> oh my god. Remember, that would be my experience, and I'd be like, oh, okay, so apparently I'm not a fan of this book. Remember Regulus Arcturus Black? Book. That's an actual character. <laughs> well, I'm sure it is. I don't remember. Um, he's in. Uh, he's not in Deathly Hallows, but he's mentioned in Deathly Hallows. Which character? I remember. This? See, I remember this. You can tell how long I was into that. What other like books were big when I was a kid? I feel like Percy Jackson was like huge. For a while yeah it was, it was big awesome. there's also diary of a wimpy kid yeah which was that's that's one big. of those ones yeah that was uh the cheese touch is definitely memorable um oh what a classic fucking hell that was actually a thing at my elementary school either that or made the cheese touch but like like people were actually just memeing around with the cheese touch and um i didn't there was a while where i i didn't this is gonna be a common theme like i didn't know of many things that were considered you know canon or to a bunch of people like like i didn't know about a lot of the trends so when i when i heard about the cheese touch and like somebody said i had the cheese touch i got i kind of snapped at him i was like what the fuck are you talking about i do not have the cheese touch <laughs> i do not do have mean? the cheese touch and he's like no you have the cheese touch and everybody was like like kind of uh leaning away from me and i got really upset and i was like what do you why why what did i do i didn't do anything you know okay, what is the cheese touch Oh, did you not? Have you not read a Daring for Kid Cheese Touch? No. It's a um. So in the book, there's a uh. There's a piece of cheese, like Swiss cheese. Somebody um had on like their lunch, and they left it on the ground outside during a recess, and nobody cleaned it up for like weeks and weeks, and so it just got really gross and moldy, and um it was just sitting there forever. And so one kid one day touched the cheese, and then everybody was like, "Ew, gross! He has the cheese touch." And so they all stayed away from him. Uh, but if he touched somebody, he passed the cheese touch on. So it was like a big game of tag. Oh my god! And um, how the book ends is the main character ends up eating the cheese. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Did he end up getting sick? Because oh yeah. Well, yeah, it's fucking sun-baked moldy ass cheese of course from like a month before he ate it on like a t- on on like blacktop yeah yeah Why did he eat it? uh because 
the story makes him. You know? The plot demands. The plot demands that he do something really gross. Yeah. Exactly. It's a children's book. You can't have him not do something gross. But the the thing is, like at that time I wasn't I wasn't really reading those those books. I I I was a real connoisseur and I was reading uh Star Wars horror books. Do you remember those? The zombie ones? Yeah, the zombie ones. They had Boba Fett in it. Clap clap because you heard boba fett um darth vader was in one that one was really cool i clapped when i heard darth vader um that was a weird series and i was reading those and then everybody else around me was reading like diary of a wimpy kid which really you know what i really shouldn't be so surprised uh when people are spreading uh, around a meme about fucking moldy cheese and i'm not in the i'm not in the loop you know shame when people were get like in fifth grade, when people were really getting into like Harry Potter and like Aragon, Aragon, oh, I accidentally started reading God. The Wheel of Time. Well, not accidentally. I read The Wheel of Time by like up until the fifth book, in, like fifth grade. Like I went from like teenage, like young adult books, to like Robert Jordan, and back to young adult books. It was really weird. Like I missed out a big chunk of like Harry Potter and stuff. I remember when hunger games became popular oh. and um that was a time yeah that was um those are good books and then they weren't <laughs> it was very it was very sudden <laughs> it was like well okay so the first book was good and we can we can all kind of say like yeah. yeah it was a fun it was a fun it book was it, it did something new okay second book it was just the first book kind of but like you know I'll, it was a I'll good formula money, right yeah. A little bit more bloody. Yeah. Uh, actually, had adults killing adults this time, which was a new thing, you know. Which is a yeah. fun thing. So, yeah. so I'll take it. The third book. I don't know anybody who's understood the third book. <laughs> Everybody who finishes the third book is like, "What did I just read?" Uh, the, I feel like that's the reaction everybody has whenever I talk to somebody about the third book. Is that? And then is that Catching Fire or Mocking Jay? Is that the title? The that was Mocking Jay. Mocking Jay. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh. That was a weird book. And everybody, I remember all the kids my age had terrible takes on Mockingjay. They were like, Gale is a bad guy. I'm like, what are you talking about? He was based. He was super based. And he he even said, I had nothing to do with the terrorist attack. Like, I I believed believed Gale. But they were like, nah, PETA PETA is so cool. PETA is the best. I still don't understand. PETA is the worst character in the entire book. He he tries to kill Katniss. He gets brainwashed and she's just like, No, you're still in there. At that point be like, God damn. They're still Gale good in so you, much only it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> only it's not well executed. You know? <laughs> I can't remember who I was talking to. I I think it meant I don't was it you, Drake? But I mentioned that PETA is like a type of bread. And <laughs> oh, they were no, like Yes, you're right. They, and then it's like whoever I was talking to, they were like I did not realize that that was his name, <laughs> like, that his name was just a type of bread, and he's a baker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah, that It's like, later. we're at, like, George Lucas levels of naming things now. <laughs> Can we talk about Anakin Skywalker's mother? Shmi? <laughs> Shmi. Why? I mean, Shmi. that's not the worst thing you could have come Shmi. up with, right? <laughs> you could have called her Sky Mother, you know? That would have been cooler than Shmi. <laughs> uh... You know, earth swimmer earth swimmer 
That's not a terrible name. That actually sounds kind of Lucasy, you know? Like, uh, Luke Skywalker chances upon an, an orphan uh, post-Return of the Jedi in the street, the rough streets of Nar Shaddai. It's, uh, 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 Kalen Earthwalker. Um, and he takes him on as a secret apprentice or some shit, you know? That's, a, that's, mm. that's the sort of thing I could see, uh being like an actual thing if george lucas were writing movies hunger games yeah so um hunger games was a uh, was was pretty good the first one was all right um happy yeah. happy ever after and they should have ended it there i think i think she had a, a good end to a story there yeah um uh they subvert the expectations of everybody and they won yeah, it's, it's a... And they're still in a crappy situation, but they they fooled the world. Oh. Yeah, they fooled the world, and uh, then it's established that President Snow is is pissed off, and then he's like, "Hey, listen, you guys, you guys are gonna go to the quarter quell, or we're gonna kill your family, or something." Is that wasn't that that was the that was the big uh, the big inciting incident at the beginning of the second book, right? Because so. like Katniss is at home. It's a year later, and then. President Snow shows up in person and he's like, hey, listen, there's this big event, the quarter quell coming up. You've surely heard of it. Participate in it. Or I kill your family. I, I feel like there was some... some. Basically. It's been a while since I've read that book, you know, but I think yeah, that's basically what happened, right? Um, they were having a bunch of issues with people. Um, all the people who won, right? They're causing issues in society. Go figure. Because now they're kind of free. Yeah. And so they're like, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to kill them all at once. So they're all going to go back into the games. And it was basically just so they could get rid of Katniss. Um, yeah, because, because she's a... One incident on TV. Your system is so fragile that one incident on TV will destroy it. Which, it's yeah. kind of the Running Man uh, situation. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's just Running Man. <laughs> You're right. It is just Running it Man. It um well the thing is uh what came out before Running Man that was um did Battle Royale come out before Running Man I don't I don't know uh you mean the movie uh the book was there a book Battle Royale yeah there was a there's a book by a Japanese author Battle Royale hmm well hmm. but anyway but yeah the, it 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 had already been kind of a genre but it it certainly wasn't a new idea when Hunger Games came out right. Now, I don't know when she started writing it, though, so I'm not going to say that she, she's a copycat. Actually, there was another book oh, yeah. series before Hunger Games. That was basically Hunger Games. Oh. And then there was a book before well, that that was basically Hunger Games. Well, they didn't they didn't do it as well, or successfully. They, they didn't have... Maybe, maybe better, but they didn't do it as ex- successfully. They didn't have the whole Edward versus Jacob, you know, Team Jacob, Team Edward thing going on. Jacob, mm. who? Twilight. Um, oh, Cam is Cam is referring to to another book oh. series that was popular when we were children. Oh my god, Twilight. For you, for you, um, not popular uh, for me. I guess not 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 Zoomers because we're we're kind of half Zoomers. So the younger Zoomers out there, there's a book series called Twilight, which involved um a girl falling in love with vampires and werewolves. Yeah, um, exactly. You got it right. I didn't. I didn't read any of them. Me neither. Which is fun. My mom read all of them in like one week while she had uh, her um, wisdom teeth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she would need to be doped up to read those, huh? 
You just have to. <laughs> you gotta take a blow to the wisdom, you know. <laughs> I remember when those were big. I remember like uh, it was very fashionable to hate on them. Um, very and fashionable. I, I'm fairly certain <laughs> here, knowing what I know about those books, but not having read them, I can relatively safely say that was justified. I remember Justin Bieber was also yes. really popular. And so uh, I remember it was really popular for guys to hate on Justin Bieber and um, because his music wasn't good. Just because he was um, prettier than like all of them. Yeah, and so there was a there was a parent at like a camp I was going to, and he's like, "The reason why you guys don't like Justin Bieber is because you're jealous of Justin Bieber," and I'm like, "Not really. No. I just think no. his music's shit. Sorry, <laughs> he just doesn't write good music. Except that it like literally he doesn't write was his music, for. Though. I think it was for like a lot of people like a pathological thing, or uh, you know, you know what I mean. Like it, it was oh. basically like, like they hear that this guy does bad music, and then it becomes just sort of a generalized." Uh, fuck this guy you know yeah probably didn't say which it, but i mean i was in fifth grade or like fourth grade at the fucking long time ago so it was like it's it's understandable why most of my peers are deeply split along lines of love and hate you know mm. yeah i feel but yeah justin bieber wait Another classic from childhood. And um, he should write our theme yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, tying us back in. I think that we <laughs> should uh, we should talk to him. Uh, get in his uh, his his DMs, as it were, and you know, um, ask. We 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 need to really bury the hatchet with Justin. And so I think the way we do that is we um, get him to write our theme song, and that will be our way of apologizing. Yeah, uh, Justin, you know how I said that your music is shit earlier. Um, I take that all back. Um, just write me the theme song, and um, I'm sure that we can uh, just forget that this all happened. All right. <laughs> no matter how demeaning it is, it'll make up because we already were gonna have hurt as the theme song of our of our podcast. Yeah, yeah, but but Justin, uh, just. Uh, just just forget that I said that uh, you're a fucking terrible musical artist. Um, you know that I didn't mean to say that you're just like an absolutely awful, uninspired uh, composer, uh, completely talentless. Uh, just, you know, forget that, all right? I didn't say any of that. Justin, you're not a hack, no matter how many times I say it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There we go. Oh, damn, guys. <laughs> Wasn't it like he, he made a new song and he, uh, it was like his song Bubblegum or something and he was trying to, um, get it promoted more on, like, Spotify? Was he? So he asked all his fans to, like, buy a copy of it, stream a copy of it, share it on, like, Instagram, all in a post. What do you he, mean? He was basically trying to, he was basically trying to game the system, right? Imagine, uh, there's an artist like uh gorillas right, right? right and they make a new song what it's the equivalent of them saying like hey okay stream our song on spotify like they have a list right it's like a checklist they say if oh, you're a real fan you'll do this stuff uh, you'll you'll buy our song you'll stream it on spotify you'll stream it on pandora you'll do this yeah. and this and share it on all your instagram feeds tweet out this list mm -hmm. to see if there are more friends and fans in your community and stuff like, this is something he did recently, and it's just like, oh. That's, like, super It's, like, douchey. super desperate. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just not yeah, good. It's, um, that doesn't sound right, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't that good of a song, too. 
you know even from fans they were like yeah this is kind of a crappy song i imagine that that's true and knowing absolutely what knowing what i know about the artist just sort of generally i don't know It, it seems like if if you um if you're that desperate about promoting your work either either you're throwing all your eggs into one basket and it's actually pretty good or you're throwing all your eggs into a basket and it's bad actually but you want people to think it's good you I don't, know i don't think he was that desperate for money i think he was just trying a new tactic maybe that's the third option <laughs> or spotify just wouldn't put up his song and you notice that that's the main way to listen to music now hmm I have a feeling it was more along the lines of um, he was he would have really wanted people to um, uh, to engage with his work, and he has no shame, and so he'll uh, he'll do whatever he wants to do that. But you know, to each their own. Exactly. Very unifying note. If you're a fan of the podcast, give it a five star review. <laughs> First, you have to give it a five star review on Apple Podcasts, and then you must stream it and listen to it all on Spotify. And then after that, share it with a friend. Hell, share it with five. In fact, if you don't post this to the next uh, five uh, stories that you come across, I don't know what you all call them. Um, the poopoo pee pee man will show up in your mirror and just banish you to hell. Jesus, the bye bye man. <laughs> <laughs> the hello man <laughs> if you say poopy pee pee two times in your mirror he will show up <laughs> oh no notice i didn't say three times that's because the poopy pee pee man is more powerful than the bye bye man you know poor bye bye man nobody ever takes him seriously it's a real shame starting an urban legend huh what the poopy pee pee man Oh, yeah. I forgot what, what his name was. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard. It's, he's, he's, How could you forget the poo-poo pee-pee man? Yeah, he's, Immediately. The, he's literally the poo-poo pee-pee man. It's not like you're thinking of multiple poo-poo pee-pee men, you know? <laughs> it's like the Louise. blue man group. It's the poo-poo pee-pee man group. The poo man group? <laughs> the poo man group. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a that's a good one. That's a good one, yeah. That's good. Sense a little sarcasm there. Shut up. No. <laughs> that's one hundred percent sincerity right there. Noah, you're driving this podcast apart. <laughs> <laughs> you're tearing me apart. We've been, we've been so we're so well established as of an hour and twenty minutes ago. We're so well established. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and you have the audacity, literally the audacity, to come through here and just tear us apart on these these arbitrary lines of whether it's uh, a funny joke mm. or not a funny joke. You know what? You're like, you're like somebody who hates Justin Bieber, okay? You're so driven by hate that you can't even focus and, and look at the love in your heart. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a break from um, social media for a while as an apology. <laughs> um, I'm going to um, uh, donate all my proceeds to um, to an individual who's in need in our community. You know, I don't think that's enough. I think you need to donate your, uh, your, your entire future earnings. Uh, well, who am I kidding? You're not getting fucking hired anytime soon, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, wow. Burn. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You're not wrong. You're you're not wrong. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. So I think I think we figured out our theme song, guys. That it? That it? Just that it? Should 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 we make like a techno song of it? That that didn't. <laughs> there will be many noises that did not show up on the uh, on the Discord recording that you are about to discover. What what if what if we do like a like a thing where it's like we have a beat right? And every podcast, we open up with a rap, and then no. each of us has to has to contribute no. a bar to the no. rap. I will quit. <laughs> I'll quit the podcast. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> I'm done. That's like contract burned. They they call us magic guys because that's who we are. We don't tell no lies. We look at the star. <laughs> See? Me. I need to pee. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it. He said, he said pee-pee. <laughs> pee-pee. Gosh, I did not know that we were going to go into the poo-poo pee-pee thing. Into the podcast. What? You didn't know. I was hoping <laughs> How did you not know? I like how we don't have an end segment. Um, Dave Filoni. Please. That... That's right. Dave Filoni here. I'm... I'm about to teach you about something I like to call talent um, continuity. And how much talent I have. War continuity. I have so much talent that you don't even know. I'm going to talk about how poggers my dial- dialogue is. You see, <laughs> when you talk when you have dialogue between two characters, uh you want to shy away from nuance. Nuance is not uh not in the general audience's repertoire. Um and so you <laughs> must have characters state their opinions firmly and without ambiguity otherwise you will not have an mm. interesting story i like this guy this i like guy the, yeah this guy you know this guy really knows what he's doing i think uh i think we ought to hire him for our our hit new tv show clap when you see boba fett Woo, boba, boba fett yeah you're gonna get a lot of claps in audacity that aren't on discord mm. that's fun this video is sponsored by Audacity. No, 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 it's not. Audacity, please do not sue us. Noah, that was almost a good bit. Um, I, I don't know how to finish a bit. Hey, guys. You, um, you have to think of your bit beforehand. Never. It's always nice to, like, steal bits, you know? No. That's, steal um, bits are your... the best bits. It's plagiarism. Um, my, my wife's a real battle axe. Damn. Um, um, I I'm not afraid of any of these countries like China. Uh, have you heard of Germany? No, I've not. What is Germany? I don't know if you're a history buff. <laughs> That's it. I'm uh, I'm out. I'm, <laughs> out. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Okay. I'm out the room. Bye. You can't hear me Peace. because I'm outside the mic. Bye, Bye Drake. I can't. I can't hear you. What?
<laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> I can't hear you, Drake. What? I can't. This room is so big. It sounds big. There's a spider on my ceiling. Mm. You see him? He's huge. <laughs> I can't say I see him. He's just unfolding. <laughs> Never mind, I, I came back. I returned. Okay. Your your spider is huge? It's unfolding? Yeah. You see, you see, that was a bit, but the reason why it was funny is because I was a long way away from the mic. <laughs> Imagine unironically following Euclid. <laughs> Euclidean geometry, more like you a square geometry. Yeah. Um, Euclid, I'm actually a big fan. Uh, I'm, that was just a that was just nah, a fucking joke. hate Euclid, piece of shit. I don't, I don't even know what Euclid Stay is. Stay dead. Um, he's a guy. He's a dumbass you know geometer. You know, you know Pythagoras? Yeah. He's like a he's like a big Pythagoras. <laughs> he's just he's just huge. He's huge. <laughs> this man is huge. He could barely he could barely like walk through doorways. You ever you ever heard the old stories about uh? euclid and he's just like walking and um you can hear him and then everybody in ancient greece would go oh there goes euclid that silly fellow you you've heard of pythagoras and the bean field right but have you heard of euclid and the pumpkin patch <laughs> and all the pumpkins were like damn it's not it's not a story the jedi would tell you <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> oh no well, guys, I think uh, I think we have thoroughly harvested Explored. the field of discussion, and now it is time mm. to grind the grain and make our bread, fellas. What are some uh, what are some concluding thoughts on uh, on anything that we've talked about tonight? Literally anything. Um, I think I believe one of my conclusions is while while we were talking about how popular it was to hit on Bieber and stuff. I believe during that age, when he was just getting started, I think one of the most popular things to do was to not like something everyone else really liked. Like High School Musical. Yeah. Oh, I liked High School Musical. Or was that just me? I just like, I just hated bad things. Yeah. Like Justin Bieber. Exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> The the conclusion is do what you want, hate what you will. Just don't be Justin Bieber. <laughs> According to Noah. Just don't be Justin Bieber. You can be Justin Bieber. Just just be nice about it, you know? Yeah. Like um don't take advantage of people. I agree. Be be kind. Rewind. And unwind. <laughs> YouTube rewinds. <laughs> <laughs> no, what was your big takeaway? My big takeaway was that um, I have a sad childhood that's involved with Pokemon games and losing DS games and um, all the great losses in my life um, are kind of sad. My uh, my big takeaway from tonight is um, that I should really prepare my bits beforehand. Otherwise, they just kind of drag out. That's it. No, right? no, 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 no. You gotta, no. you gotta, you gotta drag them out as long as possible. 
You have to you have to let the bit die in your hands. As it's just squirming. I think it's well saying, "Let me go, let me go, please." <laughs> I think it's let me go. I think it's well out of my hands by that point. I think it's just crawling along in the floor, and I'm just looking coldly at it as it just crawls, gasping for life. Please, I, I just, I, I think, I think it, I stopped being funny a long time ago. And it's like, no, you were never funny. You're to still begin funny. With. Oh wow, you went a different direction now. <laughs> yeah, that's Ouch. called art. You subverted my expectations. Thanks, Ryan. You're welcome. What was my... Yeah. This is my Ryan Johnson joke. Yeah. Get it? Because he wrote a Star Wars movie. Why did he write critics a loved. Star Wars movie is the real question. Because he wrote... What did he write before that? Looper? Mm-hmm. He wrote Looper. And he wrote Looper. <laughs> um... He, and then Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> and then J.J. Abrams co-wrote a Star Wars movie with a guy who writes comic books. Yeah. Wonderful choices, <laughs> Disney. Great, great wonderful choices. choices. Because writing a comic book is just like writing a movie. <laughs> That's my takeaway from tonight. Writing a comic <laughs> book is just like writing a movie. Exactly. My takeaway is that... uh. Dave Filoni is going to be a future topic of conversation. And it's going to go on forever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do we even There's have not a really theme? a lot to say. Is this our theme now? Just Dave Filoni? <laughs> this... Hey guys, welcome to the Dave Filoni podcast. <laughs> We're not really a fan. <laughs> we just talk about Dave Filoni because there's nothing else. There's nothing else to talk about. There's, no... there's nothing else of substance. Imagine a political podcast where they like don't actually talk about what they believe in; they just talk about what they hate. Hmm. I feel like, like that's we what just hate Dave Filoni. What? What talk? Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't want to get well, into it. <laughs> on that note, shall we conclude? Let's conclude this session. We can. Thank you. Very. This will be a fun, fun, fun edit. Thank you very, very much for listening to us talk for an hour and um, 52 minutes. 53 minutes <laughs> on my end. Um, we have, it has been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, no script. My writers are sick. So uh, just another two weeks and they'll be in. Uh, if you want to find us, Noah, where do people wait a minute if people are listening to us then they've already found us haven't they? they've already found yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty easy that way uh if you want to find us we'll be picking up our our uh, our our unemployment checks uh in a little bit so <laughs> just say hi to us there drop a <laughs> drop a like um and we will see you in the next episode where we talk about <laughs> We talk about more childhood trauma. <laughs> Just call this, this, the- is, this is the podcast. The, the, our theme is childhood trauma now, exactly, I guess. Exactly. Body horror no. and childhood trauma. <laughs> no. All right. Take okay. care. Well, welcome back to the body horror podcast. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Goodbye, people. Take care, all. Okay. I'm, I'm shutting off the recording. <laughs>